Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 388, session number 120 of Ask Scott. This is where I answer your questions here on the podcast. I do it every single Friday, and I'm going to do it again today, and I am super excited to dive into today's questions, which is going to be about bundling products, another pretty popular question, and we've talked about it before, but a little different take on it in this one. Uh, premium packaging. That's another great question that we get asked. And this is, again, another little take on it. So I'm going to talk about that. And we're also going to talk a little bit about research tools. Like, which ones do we need? Do we need any at all? And it was actually a question that came in to compare the two tools. So I'm going to talk about those and give you my thoughts on that as well. Now, before we do jump in, let me remind you guys that you guys are brand new listeners. You might not realize this, but you can submit your own question to be aired on an upcoming Ask Scott session. All you have to do is head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask, and you can do that. You can ask a question there. Just record your first name, where you're tuning in from, and a brief question, and I'll do my best to air it on an upcoming show. For all of you that are longtime listeners, you guys already know that, and a bunch of you are already submitting questions. So if you have a question that you want submitted or that you want to have answered here on an upcoming show, head over there and ask your question. Love to hear from you guys, all right? I, I always talk about this, right? It's like we're, we're in the same room together today. We get to address a few questions. And we get to learn together. And that's what I want to do here is give you my feedback or my take. Doesn't necessarily mean it's 100% what you have to do. It's just kind of like bouncing ideas off of each other. And that's what I'm going to do here. Now, before we do jump in to today's first question, I wanted to, again, I always kind of talk about like, what are my thoughts for this week? What has happened to me this week that maybe had me start thinking about something? And something really interesting did happen to me this week. And you guys that are longtime listeners, you guys know I generally grade some of the people that wait on me in a restaurant or maybe a Starbucks, uh, you know, greeter or maybe someone at the bank. Like you guys know, that's kind of like my thing because I think that a lot of businesses miss out on this opportunity. And it also allows me to see how it makes me feel when I'm addressed by, you know, someone that's working for a company and then how they address me and their smile, like all that stuff. So my big takeaway from this weekend, and I'm going to share the story with you really quickly here. It's about Starbucks. Again, you guys know that I'm either a Dunkin' Donuts guy or a Starbucks guy. Recently, I've been going to Starbucks. I've been liking their coffee a little bit better now. I'm a little bit going towards the stronger blend a little bit. But uh, anyway, that's, you guys don't care about that. Uh, but the story is, and the, the big takeaway for me was, Love your customers, like love your customers. Now, how do you get people that are just employees to love your customers? Well, number one, you got to pick the right person that has the right attitude, right? If you have someone, and I've said this time and time again, someone comes up and they're like, oh, welcome to Starbucks. How can I help you? And you're kind of like, okay, I uh, want a coffee. All right. What do you want? In it? You, want, you want sugar in that? You want cream? What do you like? What do you want? Like you're kind of bothering me, right? A manager should see that. Like someone should see that and be like, you know what? That person makes the orders. They don't present the orders or take the orders from a customer because that's the, the first interaction that you're going to have, right? So I pulled up to a Starbucks. It was a brand new one in our area here. Really nice. I love the, the way that they designed it and everything. It's really cool. And I look at all that stuff too, like the feel of it. And like, you know, if you're selling like an organic product, like that would be like a, a good place to go and kind of kind of get that look and feel. Anyway, um, I look at that stuff too, but she greeted me uh, at the, it was at the drive-thru and she's like, hello, thank you for choosing Starbucks. How can I help you today? Like, 
Thank you for choosing Starbucks. How can I help you today with a really good, upbeat, bubbly attitude? And I'm like, okay, this is going to go good. And I'm like, sure, uh, I'd like to get a grande coffee, uh, regular with uh, just a little bit of room for cream, and that would be awesome. And she said, okay, no problem. We'll have that up for you. As soon as you pull up to the window, look forward to seeing you. Like, really, like that personable. I'm like, holy cow, like this is really good. This is, this is grade A stuff. And so then I pulled up to the to the uh, drive-thru and she had the same attitude. She's like, you know, uh, here's your coffee, you know, whatever. Um, how's your day going, by the way? And I'm like, it's going well. She goes, you have any big plans for the weekend? I'm like, uh, I actually might go, you know, maybe go watch some fireworks or I, I forget what, what I told her. But, you know, she was engaging with me, asking me personal stuff kind of in a sense to, to kind of dig into my life a little bit to show that she really cared. And, uh, and I go, well, actually, I go, my day got a little bit better because you actually asked me for my order. And she's like, oh, well, wow, that feels really good. Like she was taken back that I even said that. And I go, yeah, I got to be honest with you. I go, uh, you know, I'm in business for myself and I know how important it is for, you know, people to be addressed, you know, if you're a customer, like by the people that are representing the company, I go, and I got to tell you, Starbucks should hire you just to go around to their locations and teach how to be someone at the window or how to greet customers. She's like, oh my God, like, then you just made my day. Like, I can't believe, I can't believe that you're telling me this. Like, thank you so much. And I'm like, and I didn't even give her a tip or anything. I mean, well, I did. I gave her a dollar tip after I told her the story because I just wanted to. I thought she was amazing. But before that, she didn't care about money. She didn't care about any of that stuff. But I made her day by telling her how much I appreciated that. And it was funny because I think a manager was listening in and they were kind of smiling and stuff. But it's so true. Like, that person is representing the, the business, like, why don't businesses get it? If I go to a restaurant and there's someone there that's, their job is to smile at me, ask me how my day is and greet me and then send me off on my way to my table and then give me my menus and all that stuff. That's, that's that person's job. Like they got to be good at smiling and being upbeat. None of this, um, Hey, how, how many are you going to have seated today? Or how about like, Hey, welcome to whatever. Welcome to Big Burger. <laughs> you know, I mean, something as silly as that. Welcome to Big Burger. Uh, how are you guys doing today? Oh, we're doing great. How many you got in your party today? Oh, we got five. Okay, cool. That's going to be about 10 minutes. Is that cool? Yep. Okay. Is there anything I can get for you in the meantime? No, we're good. Okay, cool. I'll call you in 10 minutes or whatever. I'll get, you know, the buzzer, whatever it is, right? But like that upbeat, like that energy, like we need more of that. So again, how does this relate to you in business? Well, if you're emailing your customers, which you should be, so a little takeaway here, if you guys are brand new and you're not emailing your customers, you should be, whether you're building your own email list or whether you're following up with them through SalesBacker or Feedback Genius or whatever service you're using, like you need to have that kind of attitude. And you can do that through email. Like you can have like a very personal message and I'm not gonna get into all that stuff. But my point is this, when they contact you back and you're more than willing to help them and make sure that their experience is good, People notice that. People notice that. Now, if you are running a brick and mortar business, and you know this is a side, uh, you know, the, not even talking about Amazon right now. But if you're you're running a brick and mortar, like this, this totally applies to you. But if you're online, you can do the same thing. I get so many people that say, Scott, I can't believe that you emailed me back. Like I'm like, really? Like, well, yeah, you must get swarmed with emails. Yeah, I do, but I try to you know, chunk out my day so I can at least message people back. Even if it's not a huge, deep, like, uh, you know, email message back, I'm able to at least touch that email and, and they know that I contacted them back. That goes so far in business, okay, and in life. Like, it shows that I actually care and that I'm actually paying attention and you're not just a number. 
All right, so I know I just went on a little bit of a, of a tangent there, a little bit of a rant, but a good one, a good one. And, uh, you know, I just want you guys to understand that, you know, if you learn to love your customers and really make them feel as though you love them, it will go so, so far. And you'll learn a ton from those customers. So just a big takeaway here, guys, for me this week is to love my customers, love the people that I am you know, selling product to, but also helping. I mean, you could be, again, if you're selling product, but they haven't bought from you yet, but you can educate them before they buy, that's even better because you're not just trying to make the sale every time. And I know on Amazon, the first thing that people are going to do is buy your stuff, but your next immediate uh, response to them or, or you know, follow up to them is going to be an email. And it could be a funny one. It could just be to make them smile for the day. I know I've got a buddy of mine who sends a funny email and it does really well and people will will message him back. Oh, you made my day. That made me laugh. Like just be creative, but also understand that these are real people on the other end here, not just a number. All right. So again, hopefully this, uh, this kind of got you fired up to really start to love your customers and understand the power in that. Now, I'm going to I'm going to send a little love to one of our TASers. I'm going to do a little shout out here, a little spotlight on one of our TASers in the Facebook group because he went ahead and posted and uh, and he he listens to the podcast and I just want you guys to know that I am paying attention. Like I am and there's a lot of other people paying attention too. So, the shout out goes to Tim Johnson. So Tim, if you're listening, I want to congratulate you, number one, on just being a type of person that goes out there and just takes action, right? You went out there and you posted here, first time over 6,030 days, first time at 5K was last month, finally building my brand and now trying to keep up with demand. Thank you, Scott, for all your help. Okay, so right there, yes, I helped a little bit in that, but all I did was just kind of expose you to this and kind of give you some pointers. You actually applied it. You took action, as we always say. And I just want people to realize that you guys are sitting on on a a group, our, our Facebook group, of a ton of knowledge. Don't discount that. Like, it's funny because, you know, Tim posted this and then a bunch of people came in and congratulated and asked questions and he's willing to share. So, you know, you guys can can learn this stuff by seeing what other people have already done and ask questions and some will email you back or, or message you back and some won't. But you know what? They're there posting this. I'm sure they're going to be able to or they're going to be willing to message you back through this thread. So, again, I just wanted to give a little love, a little shout out to Tim. Tim, great job. Thanks for keeping me posted. Thanks for keeping everyone posted and, and motivated and inspired. And I want more of you to do this. So, definitely Feel as though that group is a place for you guys to interact with each other and also motivate, inspire, and help get through some of those those tough times, right? There are going to be those tough times. You just have to get yourself through them. All right, so great job. All right, so before we jump in, last thing, the show notes, the transcripts can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash 388, and you can find it all over there. So guys, all right, I'm out of breath. We got to go ahead and let someone else talk now. Let's go ahead and listen to today's first question, and I'll give you my answer. Let's do this. Hey, Scott. Thanks for all the uh, advice, as always. Quick question for you. So I'm launching a product right now, um, and I'd really love to bundle it with another product, but at the moment, I can't afford the second product to bundle it, so I'm just going to sell the single product to start with. My question is, do I have to have this second product sent to the manufacturer of the first product so they can put them together so it's the same SKU for Amazon, or is there a way that in... Amazon, in the back end of Amazon, I can simply 
have Amazon send them separately, but send them as a separate product, but together. Does that make sense? So they they go and pick up both of the both of the SKUs, both of the items together. Thanks anyway. Okay, so this is a great question and I would address you by name, but I can't because you didn't leave your name. So guys, please leave your name. So this way here, I can address you by your first name. I would love to do that. But anyway, great question. Thank you so much for being a listener and thanks so much for submitting your question. Bundling. Bundling is a great opportunity if it makes sense. Okay, number one, that's the number number one thing you need to understand. Uh, I've got a lot of people that are listeners or students of mine that have done this successfully. They've they've bundled two products together. Maybe uh, maybe a product that's selling really well, one that is selling so so. They bundle the two together. Now they make a really sweet offer, and it works. The problem with that is, just like you had said, is now you are also buying another product, which is another SKU, which is another expense, and then you're packaging the two together, and now you can't really sell them separately because they're packaged together. So my advice to anyone out there is, yes, I would break them apart regardless. If you're going to sell a bundle, you probably should break them apart anyway because now it gives you more real estate inside of Amazon. Okay. So, I mean, you could do one listing that has that, that bundle broken apart. So you could have like, let's say two or three different SKUs, and then you can have a bundle on that same, on that same listing, or you could do it separately. You could do a variation listing that has three of the pieces, and then you can have a separate one. That's just the bundle. I would prefer to do it all under one all under one listing because this way here you share the reviews, you share all the ranking, all of that stuff. So I would start number one though, and this is again a very, very important thing to mention is when you're creating that first listing, you have the option to do a parent and then a child or you know a variation as we call them uh, or you can just do a product, right? Just one. Um, you want to set it up as a parent child because if you ever want to do a variation, it's going to be a lot easier. You can still merge if you were if you were to do it uh, the other way, but I would prefer to do it, you know, the way where you start it with a parent child and then you only have one active variation. Because here's the deal: let's say that you want to start with product number one. You're eventually going to roll out product two and three. They're all going to be a bun- or part of the bundle. Now, what you can do is do you know, three separate SKUs, three separate ASINs, and then that way there, you can kind of do that slowly. You don't have to do that all at once. And then you're also building the foundation of that listing. So that's what I would definitely recommend. Now, to go back to, well, it could be expensive because, you know, you're going to be shipping a product to your manufacturer. They're going to have to bundle. And that's true, but it probably won't be as expensive as you think because, uh, you know, the shipping shouldn't be too, too much depending on where you're shipping it from. If you're, my preference would be to try to find a manufacturer that could do all the pieces. That would be the best scenario. But I've got people that have actually made the arrangements for, uh, you know, for uh, the products to be shipped into that manufacturer so that way there they complete the bundle. And then this way here they can package it all together. So anyone that's brand spanking new and they're wondering, well, you know, why can't I just have Amazon like take three of them, make a bundle and put into a bag and then they're not going to do it. They just won't do that. Uh, so you have to have it all into one package with one skew, and then that makes up that bundle. So it's a great idea. Um, I think that there's a lot of power behind doing bundles, and I also think that it gives you more as far as more variations if you want to break it apart and sell them individually, which I think it sounds like you're going to do, and that's probably what I would do in the beginning because that way there at least you can get started and start to get some of that momentum. All right, so 
Hopefully that helped you. Hopefully it helped anyone else in this situation. Let's go ahead and listen to the next question and I'll give you my answer. Hey Scott, this is Michael from Sydney, Australia. I've been listening to the Amazing Seller podcast for about a month now. Thanks for all the info and encouragement. You've managed to brighten up a daily commute and get me motivated to take action. Um, I have a question about premium packaging. As I understand it, the manufacturer of a product generally doesn't do a very good job of packaging. I'd like to have my inventory sent to FBA direct from Alibaba and have it packaged as well. So do I need to send it to a third party for actual packing or do you normally organise this through FBA? Um, Being in Australia, I think it's going to be too costly to have it shipped here, then packed in a premium packaging and then shipped to FBA in the States. So anyway, thanks again for all the resources. Hopefully you'll get a chance to answer my question. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Thanks a lot, Scott. Bye. Hey, Michael, all the way from Australia. What is up, man? Thank you so much for being a listener and thanks for taking me along for the ride on the way to and from work, which, you know, I'm not sure if you're trying to get out of that ride eventually, but if you do, um, I'm rooting for you. Okay. So, uh, yeah, great question. And honestly, every single package that we've ever created in any brand that I'm working with has all been done through the manufacturer. Now, That doesn't mean that the manufacturer is technically doing it. It just means that they are aligning you with the or the uh, the printing company, the packaging company, uh, because then they're usually local to them, and and usually they have a partnership with them of some kind. So it's not really as complicated as you would think. So what we always do is we say, what is some of the standard packaging that this item already comes in? And then they'll present the package. And then we'll say, okay, what can we do to modify this to make it better? Can we choose different thicknesses of cardboard? Can we have a shiny surface? Can we have uh, multiple colors? Can we uh, can we have different styles, different shapes? And then they're going to let us know what we can do and what we can't do or what it's going to what it's going to be to to be uh, to actually get that produced, um, and then the expense and stuff. So we've always built from the stuff that they already currently have, and then we just modify that. Now there's there's two sides of it. Like one side, you could do it really fast, really easy, just so that way there it's packaged well, right? And you're not just slapping it in a poly bag. We can have a box, we can have a maybe a hang tag, whatever. We can do something that makes it look a little nicer without a huge expense. Or we can go ahead and have them upgrade the packaging as far as like the box and the thickness and all of that stuff, but then it is going to add to your cost, but that might be something that you're willing to do. I found that they will align you with those people. They'll connect you with those people so you can do this. Now, the next question that everyone asks usually is where do I get the graphic design done? And to be honest with you, you can ask them and they may have some graphic designers on their team or you're going to do it yourself. Not you, but you would go to a place like 99designs. Um, a friend of mine who I kind of helped with a product that he's launching. Uh, actually, it's launching right now, actually. And uh, it's a beautiful, wow, I just sounded like um, Steve Irwin there. Uh, a beautiful specimen. I used to do that for my kids uh, years ago. We used to love that show. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I, I did it because it, it's a beautiful, beautiful piece of packaging. Um, it is, though. It's a, it's a terrible accent I'm sorry uh, but it, it is like it's it's a really well designed and everything was done through 99 designs then what they did is they just applied those graphics to the box style that they had to fit the item so the packaging is really really nice it's durable it's it's thick it's uh, high gloss the, the printing on it looks spectacular but the design was done in 99 designs now you will need the uh, 
the box dimensions or the packaging dimensions, and then you're going to have to hand them off to a graphic designer. Then that graphic designer is going to going to work their magic. You're going to have a lot of uh, back and forth, I'm sure, and then you're going to uh, make a nice uh, you know a nice packaging. Um, and then from there, you're just going to have them print that on the box. That's pretty much the process, and you can make some really really nice packaging just following that right there. So I wouldn't overcomplicate that. A lot of people will want everything perfect. We call it our MVP though. We want our minimal viable product. We want to get our product to market. We don't want it to be a piece of crap, but we do want to to get it there as quickly as possible. And we've done that on six or seven SKUs right now recently. And, you know, the first... You know, iteration of it, yeah, it's a little bit slower, but now that it's done, it's just like, all right, we want more of that. Or maybe we want to customize the the packaging a little bit further. We're like, you know, actually we're doing this in, in one of the in one of the products. They had a little sleeve that went around it. We liked it, but we wanted it to actually be in a box now. So now what we're gonna do is have a box made. So that'll be the second phase here. But we already got it to market. It's presentable, it's nice, the packaging is is simple but nice and it's high quality, but we want to actually have it in a full uh, you know, a full style box. Uh, uh, but anyway, that's kind of how that works. But don't overthink that process. I know packaging is is actually, I think it's going to be more important as we move forward, but it's not the biggest thing right now that you should be focusing on. Yes, you should have a good, you know, a good design, which I think 99designs does a really good job. And I don't even have an affiliate link for 99designs. I probably should, uh, but uh, I don't. So just go to 99designs, check them out. The other one that you can try out, and I haven't tried them out personally, but I've heard some good things, is um, Design Pickle. Uh, it's a funny name, Design Pickle, and that's actually where you can have a graphic designer work for you. I think it's like 300 bucks a month, and then they'll do unlimited designs for you on different things, even your social media. So if you have a social media account, you want them to do Instagram stuff or Pinterest stuff or any of that stuff, you can have them do it. It's like 300 bucks a month. For some people, it's a little above their their uh, budget, but for someone that wants like a a part-time or almost a full-time graphic designer, um, it's not bad. And then you can kind of go back and forth, back and forth. And I think you could only work on one design at a time. Um, but I, I mean, I have had experience with 99designs with this one, um, th- this one guy that I'm working with and, uh, and it's, it's worked really well. So I would definitely probably try them out. They are going to be a little bit more expensive, but you also get them to kind of bid or to, to submit designs and then you pick the winner and then you work with that, with that winner. Uh, that winning designer uh, can't speak here today. Uh, so that would be my suggestions. All right, on that. And again, I would just say, do not overthink it too much. All right, but uh, they will do a lot of that for you. You just have to ask the questions and build that relationship. And I'm telling you, it's not that difficult. All right. So let's go ahead and let's listen to one more quick question. I'll give you my feedback, my answer, and then we will wrap this baby up and you guys can get on with your day and start taking some more of that stuff we call action. All right. So let's. Hey, Scott, this is Rob. My biggest main question is Jungle Scout versus Amazon Scout. Uh, which do you use or do you use a different program? And the big question is, is Amazon Scout a good program to get me started finding the first product and continuing with uh, your techniques behind it to be successful in selling on Amazon? Love the show. Listen to it all the time. I'm trying to get through every episode. I just got into this. Uh, thanks again. I appreciate everything you do. Hey, Rob, thank you so much for the question, and I have to be honest, I think that you're talking about for Amazon Scout, I think you're just talking about their their app, 
Uh, I don't know if I've heard of Amazon Scout. I'm not really sure that there would be an app out there called Amazon Scout because that would be a trademark violation with a company that would do that. So if, if that company did that and they're listening to this, um, you probably shouldn't do that. Amazon will probably find you and uh, and file a, a claim against you using the word Amazon in your name. So I'm assuming Amazon Scout is just the app that you take and you can scan and you can do research that way. I think that's what you're talking about. Completely different than Jungle Scout. Okay, Jungle Scout, there's two parts of Jungle Scout really. There's the web extension, the Chrome extension, where you can kind of do some deep diving into the, uh, the, the data, which we used to do all manually and by hand. And then they also have the web app, which we can then track products, but we can also discover products that are trending or that are doing well according to the numbers that we use as a filter. Um, we've done we've done training on this, and uh, if you want more on Jungle Scout and you want to even just go over there and, and give it a shot, I do have an affiliate link that you can go through at theamazingseller.com forward slash JS. You'll get a discount and there's some resources there free um, that, uh, that you'll get access to. So if you wanted to, go over there and check them out. But let me just give you my, my take on this, like, because I get a lot of people that say, Scott, like, what's my first tool that I should get? And do I need a tool? And the answer is, no, you don't really need a tool. Um, is it going to make your, your life easier? Yes. Do you have to have a tool to find products? Not necessarily. Uh, this is kind of like the way that I use Jungle Scout now, okay? Uh, and this is exactly what happened in the new brand that we launched about three and a half, almost four months ago now. All we did was we discovered something by something that we were using. Actually, my wife did. And then from there, we started to drill into products around that market. And then what we did is we took the tool and then we used that to look at the numbers, to look at how many sales, how many reviews, how long they've been selling, the trends, um, how much is it going to cost. Like all of that stuff was used then for the tool. But I didn't use the tool to pull back ideas. Now, the web app does a good job at exposing you to some of these different ideas according to your criteria. The, the only thing that I see that could be a disadvantage there is then everyone sees that same exact thing. So you didn't really come up with anything. Now, that doesn't mean that that won't show up with a product that I launched. It's just meaning that that's not how I found the product. Now, what I have done is I found a product using the web app. It exposes the product to me. And then what I'll do is I'll drill into that product, but then it'll usually lead me to other products in that market. That's kind of how I use it. All right. So Jungle Scout, the uh, Chrome extension, that one there I say a must. I think everyone should have that because it's going to make your job a lot easier. And if you're working nine to five job and or you know, you're, do, you're doing this on the side, all your time is going to be in the beginning looking at products and doing product research. This is going to take and speed up your time. So how much is your time worth? That's what you have to ask yourself. Like how much is your time worth? So to me, in an hour, if I was going to do it manually, I might only be able to look through, I don't know, three or five products, if that. If I do all of the deep diving into, into the, uh, you know, looking at all the numbers and, and then recording it in a spreadsheet. But if I'm using a tool, I could probably get 20 or more done. I mean, I can buzz through now really quickly because now I kind of got my own system and all that stuff. So I would say uh, out of those two that you're talking about, I don't even think Amazon Scout would be an option unless there's a tool out there called Amazon Scout that I'm not aware of, and um, maybe it does something similar to Jungle Scout. I don't know. Um, if that was the case, even if it was the case, I would still uh, tell you Jungle Scout because I know Greg, I know their company, I know what they're about, I know their data is like top-notch, uh, and they have a lot of history. So 
that's who I would say to go with. And again, I'll give you, I'll give you my link, my shameless plug here, theamazingseller.com forward slash JS. And yes, you will buy me a cup of coffee if you go through that, but I only support and promote products that I use or that I know people that are behind and they use and that are reputable. So just want to throw that out there. All right. So uh, hopefully this helped you. Uh, that is pretty much going to wrap up this episode. Again, guys, I want you to continue to support each other in the TAS Facebook group. If you guys are not aware of that, you can find that by heading over to theamazingseller.com forward slash F as in Frank, B as in boy, and go and request to join that. It's totally free, and there's a lot of great people and great resources inside of that group and that community. So definitely go check that out. So the show notes one last time can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash 388. And uh, yeah, I look forward to hearing from you guys inside of the community or maybe you guys submit an Ask Scott question and I air it on an upcoming show or maybe you post like Tim did and you get a shout out on the show. So definitely keep active, keep out there. And uh, I'm telling you guys, you guys can all do it. I know it. All right, so that's it. That's going to wrap it up. Remember, as always, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I am rooting for you. But you have to, you have to. Come on, say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. If you're brand new, this is going to be the first time you're going to do this. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day. And I'll see you right back here on the next episode. 